welcome to Mystical Cynical. My name is Darren. And I'm Jamie. how we started i know but i realized that i always go like god i'm always the one who jumps into the show and i'm fucking sick of it oh are you no i'm not sick of it but i noticed that um you know i always kick it off and i don't want to do that today oh cool can we can i try no i mean you know how it goes hello welcome to Miss single cynical my name is darren and you go right Jamie, topic. and then that n- invariably is like you said your name and then i go into something so yeah yeah let's not do that see this is jazz this is very much how jazz goes. Why does it always got to be about jazz? Is that, <laughs> I think dirt, it's is that a dirty napkin music. right there? What is that? It seems a little out of place <laughs> oh, yeah. in this house. No, this is the napkin that was thrown behind the couch uh-huh. over the weekend uh-huh. as a trash can. It was thrown back there, not by me, mm-hmm. but most likely a child Yep, that tossed this pink napkin, which it's, is, yeah, it's, it's very like pink. a birthday. Yeah, it yep. probably leave your face pink. Threw it behind the couch. I found it today plugging the thing in. And I'm going. Yes, I remember this level of convenience at my. In, Somebody in my was youth. real, like literally, like I do not feel like getting up to go to the trash can. Completely, and probably did one of these moves where they're stretching uh-huh. and not, you know, really, and then just stuck it back there. Yeah, because they don't want to get up. Yeah, I it, mean, it's a good couch. It sucks you in for it, sure. It does. Yeah, it yeah. does. And so does you know the phone and yeah and all God. of that. So yeah, I think that that I remember. The booger thing. Yeah. Like, I had a booger wall, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I remember later on in life, like, as a teenager, whatever, leading up to getting sober in my 20s, I would just pick my nose and fucking wipe it anywhere. For sure. You For know? sure. <laughs> I have Delu hand me the, their boogers. I ask them to not put it places, and I say, give it to me, and I'll dispose of it. So, yeah. That, yeah. And that, were you grossed out by such things? If it wasn't your child, I mean... It, oh, uh, uh, the thought of it makes me gag somebody else's, but that's what I love about being a parent is a lot of those things that you get bothered by just don't happen with your child because it's, I mean, it's literally a part of you. That child yeah. is some rep duplication or replication of you. And so, yeah, a lot of things, I mean, early on Delu, and this is, you know, it's always a testament to how well you're doing and how yeah. well you're able to handle something. But I can remember early Delu days. They would do something that was obviously completely unconscious and not an attempt to bother me, but there would be like a, a chewing, like a sound or something oh, yeah. that would just like grate me. Uh-huh. And I go, well, okay, well, that's me. I'm getting bothered by that. You yeah. know, Delu's not doing that. But I think now I'm only just realizing my brother would used to do that st- sort of thing on purpose, would chew a little bit too loud or, sure. or do things that <clears throat> would be um, unaware to my parents, but knew like we'd be at the dinner table and he would like breathe too heavy or something like that. And you yeah. could see my, my, my temperature rising and it just was to get a rise out of me for yeah, sure. Like, what yeah. the fuck is that? What is that inherent thing of the older to mess with? I guess I it's to dole off some of it like, is. the being the under of your parents yeah, and being for that sure. direct line. Yeah. It's a, it's a therapy, it has therapeutic value to, totally. to upset, upset somebody else. Right. Yeah. yeah. But only creating more need for therapy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's not a means to an end, not a means to an end by any means whatsoever. But yeah, I mean, I think that that's a good, that's kind of a good way to check in on those sort of moments of just like, oh yeah, that just, that shit sort of shit doesn't, doesn't bother me. There's another thing I'm now I'm realizing is when, when Vianna and I were together, I, I inherently um, mumble a lot yeah. or I say, say kind of things uh, a little bit lower toned and, and, and oftentimes people don't hear what I'm saying. Yeah. And when Viana especially would say, huh? And I would, I would, I would hate having to repeat myself. And oh I'd yeah. So mad at Viana. Right. I'd be like, well, whatever I just said, it's past. It's like, if I repeat it, it sounds stupid or like whatever, you know, just like all these just getting angry. And, and now yep. that like. Um, Delu and I, you know, ex- pretty much exclusively spend time together. Uh, Delu says what after everything <laughs> I say, and I don't get upset at it. And, right. and I know that's again, it's a testament to your love for your child. But hopefully, some uh. level of sh- showing some advancement or involvement that <laughs> it, 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 I don't get. Hopefully, it not as bothered anymore. I just well, go, well, I'll oh, fucking repeat myself. Oh well, here's a, this is a great. Or I do a passive aggressive word. Delu say what, and then I'll just fucking yell it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Um what we've all thought of as unconditional love has been an intellectual understanding of it. Mm-hmm. And I was struck with that yesterday because I was thinking about where do I feel actual unconditional love? Yeah. I think I feel it even though my children have a lot of conditions in which they feel like we'll 
bring them the most comfort in things that I can do. They uh-huh. have their set of preferences. Um, but I think that their regard for me and their regard for, like, it shines through these preferences uh, being met or not, you know, and I can touch into that. But most of what I've even thought was unconditional love had so many conditions. Sure. It's an intellectual understanding that we mostly have posing as the idea of unconditional love. And here's a, here's an example, a family member within your immediate family, Mm -hmm. the household you grew up in some, one of those characters getting sick. And then what we have to do in that moment to show up or what we're called to do that it's not a natural springing forth for most of us. It's an inconvenience. Yeah. Yeah. Even the best of us, it's an inconvenience to have to do this because we're so intertwined in our lives and holding up so many plates mm-hmm. and somebody's below us holding up plates and blah, blah, blah. It feels like this delicate balance. And I feel like I'm just starting to know unconditional love. And it has been through the everything. Uh, all of what's been chronicled here on this show f- certainly leads me to this, but then mostly lately what's really revealed it is this prayer thing that I have going where I go from, in my mind, the first thing in the morning, I go from all the people I love, including you, mm. including you, the mystical, cynical, and leader community, and then the I Patreon go out to supporters. friends. <laughs> <laughs> They got a box seat <laughs> in this vision. Uh-huh. No. Um, and then I go from all of my friends in life to uh, like everyone I regard who's a celebrity or something. Yeah. Like anyone, uh-huh. you know, I yeah. go even there. Like it's like all these people. Cast of make, SNL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cast president. Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yeah. All these people. I'll like go into that and go, you know, for inspire me. And I go straight from Dave Chappelle or my family and all that into Donald Trump's family. Mm-hmm. Immediately. My next round is Donald Trump's whole family, all the people in Congress, all the, uh, frat boy rapists, mm-hmm. uh, the Ku Klux Klan, um, everyone that's uh, the Chinese government uh, pressing the t- <laughs> Tibet, you know, I think about all of those people and send them the same love. Yeah. And then I go into the fungal community and plant community and blah, blah, blah. That's my morning. And every day I do that, the jump from the people I love to all those sinister people has become so seamless. It's just an easy jump. And I know they're not in front of me. But why do you have to show them love? Can, can you just be ambivalent about I, it? I can dis... I, I don't like them. I don't like any of these people that I'm praying for. Yeah. I don't like them. I don't what agree is, with them. What is, what is it to pray for somebody? What is it? What is it? What's the goal? Is it? Is it hoping that they, they're alleviated from suffering? Is it... Yes. And, and so that's the kind of sneaky part is that we can... If I just said, hey, I pray for all these dastardly people mm-hmm. i pray for them that's a There's, word that's not used often <laughs> enough it's good you're very dastardly <laughs> dastardly or dastardly I, dastardly we'll find out because yeah. we'll probably look it up yeah. <laughs> before we put into the title of this so the alleviation of their suffering mm-hmm. means them seeing all of their causes and conditions that have led them into this ignorance to be able to think that hurting or oppressing other people yeah. is the solution to what's hurting them. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's praying for the alleviation of that. When I pray for the alleviation of suffering of all beings, it's the su- the suffering part only implies the mind. Sure. Right, right, right. So right. I'm praying for their liberation of mind to see <clears throat> the illusion that we're all separate and that there's anything solid in this world. Yeah. That's what I pray for. And so now when I go into the world, honestly, like my thing has just been accelerated. My daily, the energy that's created in my life has been accelerated to where like when I go into the world, I'm really seeing all people as the same and wanting to really have the same regard I have even for my child Mm -hmm. for this homeless person or this person who's talking to me on the street with their dog. Chinese people. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you brought them up, not me. Yeah. I brought up the Chinese government. Government. Who are, (laughs) in fact, Chinese people. (laughs) 
I just, I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm just going to, I got to jump in as the yeah. cynic. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm tr- really trying to like close my eyes and, and even just, I mean, even just the immensity of the practice of, of, of spending that much time devoting that much time to doing what you do yeah. is admirable. And, and I think is, is beautiful. Uh, also, I think it's a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so hard for me to imagine even thinking about Donald Trump, even thinking about Baron Trump at all, ever. Like, you don't need to think about, like, he doesn't... It's a waste of time if I need to be alive to see the result. It's a waste of time then. If, yeah. If I, I mean, need it has to, to be, be there self, to see it. It has to be in a way selfless and, and to uh, uh, release any sort of attachment to outcome yeah. to it. I mean, people <clears throat> have been doing this for thousands of years. Yeah, and look where it's fucking gotten us. <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> The Chinese government is taking over. <laughs> well, that's maybe it's just true. the hope. It's like the hopeful thing you were talking about. It's just being like, well, yeah. I hope this works, and like, yeah. Well, that's really all that we can do. Yeah, it's really all that we can do. Is or I we ho- can be I more realist and say it's it probably won't. So I'm just going to keep fucking crushing it capitalistically and and doing my shit and grinding. That's a path. Rise and grind. That's me, baby. That's Hashtag right. Rise and grind. That's right. And those people find out what they find out in that yeah. whole scenario. Yeah. But in this case, it's. It's, I don't need to be around for something to change. And what you said is like, look, nothing's changed. And here I am talking on a podcast to supposedly people around the world Mm -hmm. about something that I've saw an example of that was 2,600 years old and that there's been this unbroken stream of people who have just kept this message alive, which has been mostly in the East Mm -hmm. and you had to be in certain pockets. And now here we are in the opposite part of the world, Mm -hmm. having this conversation of something that I've put into practice and had similar results of. And so I think that's, that's something that's something. And I I don't, I don't disagree with that. I don't, I don't, it's just stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. No, but but of course, of Uh. course I take the cynical approach to prayer and I also have a bad association with prayer. And it's interesting that you, you, you pray yeah. And fucking some uptight Christian mom in Utah prays as well to right. a God. And, and there's that still that thing that I that rings in my head, the idea of, oh, I'm going to pray for you, sweetie. Right. I'm going to pray for you. Like, fuck no, and that's off dominance. with your prayers. That is yeah. dominant. That's, yeah. a, that's a form of dominance, I think. It, to say that, you know, I, I think that it's saying, I can do something for you that yeah. you're not doing. Right. You know? Right. And, and it can be taken that way. Um in most cases, it can be taken that way. Um, there are some people who are just happy to have any attention and will go like, oh, God, that's so great. I'm yeah. in their life, and then maybe I can text them about how the prayer is going. <laughs> totally. You know what I mean? All that, that part's good. Um, interaction between people is good well, on yeah, some it's more level. Like the, it's on the thought basis of things of saying, like, I'm thinking about you. Right. Like, yeah. But I yeah. think... It, and judging you. And I also. just... I, who did I talk to the other day that said this, where... I, and it was. It felt like it was somebody. Important. Ragu sauce. Yeah, I don't know if it was ragu, but I basically Prego? said, you, "Oh, oh, prego, 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 prego is the best." <laughs> uh, no, I know who it was. It was um, on the last Love Is the Author, Chef Boyardee, <laughs> Chef Tibet. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so What's his name? Uh, Dorje. 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 Is that the dude from Mandala? Or yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's him. It's the owner of Mandala, but not anymore because there's another guy that owns it now. Um, he has he's trained his cousin yes. to take over the business. Yeah, he came up to the table when Delu and I were there and spent a little bit too much time on it. <laughs> Even Delu, I think, was like, "All right, pal, wait, go which back one? to the kitchen." Dorje? No, oh, um, the, the cousin, Rinchen, Rinchen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he said, I, "I and I've heard this a bunch of different ways." And and I asked him because he was kind of alluding to something. He was saying that when the person knows that they're being prayed for and they're open to it, that it helps. And I think it comes out, <laughs> and I, I'll stop you there and, and sort of, you know, what I was talking about last time with the CBD and the, and the intention yes. and, and taking anything into your body, yeah. taking anything into your body or your mind and believing in the results will lead to, to the results. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I think he says something about that. Like you go to the gym, um, over time you will see the results of going, but you, you, 
if you go once a week and then skip the next week and then yeah there is also even that kind of and i've even heard just some intentionality of like actually like literally just going to the gym yeah and not even you know hopefully doing something but even just the act of going all these things these intentions that you energy you put towards something will continue to facilitate that (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it's showing up for yourself yeah yeah. And you're watching and that's very valuable. And, and so most, is God. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, but I, I, it, this is, what's the title of that book? This is, um, from what makes you not a Buddhist. Oh, nice. Yeah. And this is the, what I know about that. I could fill a book. <laughs> <laughs> this is the guy that I've told you about the Q tip of Tibetan Buddhism. Um, say his name. Zongsar Jamyan Kiense Rinpoche. Zongsar is spelled with a D. So, sure it is. <laughs> uh, this is from the chapter Nirvana is Beyond Concepts. Our true nature is like a wine glass, and our defilements and obscurations are like the dirt and fingerprints. When we buy the glass, it has no inherently existing fingerprints. When it becomes soiled, the habitual mind thinks the glass is dirty, not that the glass has dirt. Its nature is not dirty. It's a glass with some dirt and fingerprints on it. These, imp- these impurities can be removed. If the glass is dirty, then the only option is to get rid of the glass itself because the dirt and the glass would be united into one thing, a dirty glass. And that side note is suicide. Somebody throwing out the glass mm. because of the dirt. But that is not the case. The dirt, the fingerprints, and other substances appeared on the glass due to a number of circumstances. They are temporary. We can use all kinds of different methods to wash the dirt away. We can wash the glass in the river or in the sink or the dishwasher. But no matter what method we use, the intent is to remove the dirt, not the glass. There's a big distinction between washing the glass and washing the dirt. We might contend that it's just a semantic distinction. That when we say that we are washing the dishes, we mean we are washing the impurities off the dishes. And in that case, the Buddha would agree But if we think that the glass is somehow different than it was before, that's a misconception. Because the glass has no inherent fingerprints, when you remove the dirt, the glass isn't transformed. It's the same glass you bought at the store. Beautiful. Yeah, that's really, really, really good. And it's funny that I was, as, I, as you're reading it, I'm thinking, oh, this is just a semantics situation here. And he called it out. He addressed yeah. it. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. start saying I'm washing the dirt off the dishes from now on just to be a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, that's beautiful. And that's the truth. And, and I think that, you know, we mostly are still having arguments based in being the dirt on the glass, mm-hmm. arguing with the dirt in the glass. Yeah. Thinking that we're being our authentic I just selves. I can't and we're wait till we're all dead and then we don't have to fucking talk about this stuff anymore. God. Well, well you're in luck <laughs> because from what I hear, things are bleak and I'm kind of staying out of the news. The um, news is in the people. It was, yeah, I know. It's funny. And I, 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 I to attempt to do the same and then, you're on Instagram and you you pass a meme that's referencing a current event and I'm like, well, really how I'm getting my my information now? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's something going on yeah. that you referenced earlier about Taiwan and I only just saw that because there was some joke made about it and then, you uh-huh. know, so it's just like these, these ways of like these kind of attempts to to shake you up and, and, and give you information that at the current moment is not necessarily relevant to your life. You can't make any plans based on the fact that China is doing something to Taiwan, like right. all these things that, right. that just further muddle out and, and, and cause more Tibet? noise. What did I, you Tibet? said Taiwan oh. a couple of times. I know. I think there's something going on with Taiwan. Oh, there is. Yeah. But I was talking about China and Tibet earlier. Oh, isn't but that yeah, ancient history? Yeah. <laughs> is China yeah. still fucking with Tibet? Oh yeah. Really? Oh, it's still occupied. Kind of, oh yeah. You can't practice Tibetan Buddhism in tibet how about that you can't practice the thing that was endogenously made in that country the thing that holds the whole thing together and is the real tibet you can't practice it they have to do it in seclusion and all of the religious leaders within tibetan buddhism or the 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 masters all have to live somewhere else yeah because there's a lot of them that are making your fucking iphone there's yeah. a lot of them that are in prison still. Yeah, it's kind of like you drugs know? in America. <laughs> yeah, it is that. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, oh, yeah. wow, that's funny. Yeah, I, I totally thought you were referencing Taiwan, which I think that there is some increasing tensions going on there, but this is not the podcast for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, totally. This is like 60 years with Tibet, and 
And so, so the podcast that I did last week, it was him talking about him doing the arduous journey out of it. Yes. Walking on foot. Yeah. For yeah, I gotta 30 listen, days. I got to listen. It's on my list. I got to listen to that one. It's that's, a, that's love is the author folks. The, the better version of this podcast. <laughs> no, it's just mystical, <laughs> mystical. <laughs> that's all. Um, yeah, that's, that's a really, that's a really good analogy that I love the wine glass thing. I like when it can be put into kind of, you know, context and terms that, that are, should be, you know, a bit more digestible and not getting really fucking out there. That book is free on audible. Oh, nice. Yeah. Use the coupon code mystical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How you been, man? Uh, good today in particular, I've, I've been noting to myself, uh, wow, I'm, I'm feeling really, really good today. And so when I, when I can kind of have that as a, a leading uh, kind of theme. And I, then it's more of just a, uh, it's whether like I go, okay, well, what's going to fuck that up? So a voice of me goes, uh, well, what's going to fuck that up? And then, you know, the, 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 all the more stronger secure side is just like, well, no, that's not, that's not, you know, that's not a way to approach this of just like, you know, that kind of, um, oh, well, you know, it's only a matter of time before something wrong happens and sets me off as yeah. opposed to just fortifying the, the, no, the goodness, the feeling, or also just not being so stern in the like, it's so good right now that if anything disrupts this, then things get bad. And so it is kind of just that, that vacillation yeah. between uh, understanding what my mind is right here at the moment and not jumping ahead to like, well, you know, in a couple hours, something might happen, you know, just that kind yeah. of, just that annoying fucking dialogue that, yeah. ever is ever present but at the moment i feel really good i got you know physical activity in i'm prepping uh two weeks yesterday in two weeks from yesterday will be the half marathon that i'm running which i feel really good about and feeling this idea of pushing my body to a length and to a to a degree that i haven't before and yeah. really trying to like drop into my body more which is always like a really tough and still kind of is the concept to have um but i think giving as much attention to my body as i have in the past or as i've been doing recently is 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 in contrary to to what i've done in the past and mm. so it is interesting to, to know that there's two kind of operating systems the mind and the body yeah and that you can very easily forget that you're even <laughs> existing in a body yeah and it needs re requires care and upkeep and all these just kind of endless things to to keep it running we were talking about that a few ones back but of like that all um illness could be traced to some form of mindlessness right right and it's this disconnect that you're talking about between what could be called as like you know mind and body mm -hmm. or mind even emotion you know uh spirit and body you know could be even, even more elaborate take but mind and body really covers it yeah you know and um, building a, a relationship where, I mean, most of us are, uh, I watch, I watch like say my son who doesn't have a meditation practice. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll watch him have to do, I'll watch him walk in the room with the frantic energy to accomplish something, forget what he's doing. Remember. Yeah. And then do it. And that happens to me certainly a lot. I'll go upstairs with a pure intent yep. to grab something and there's some disconnect between the bottom of the stairs to the top of the stairs. Yeah, yeah. Some thought We've comes talked up. about that, I think, a long time ago, that kind of you cross a, um, a threshold and your mind just goes completely right. blank. It happened to jobs where I'd work, walk into the walk-in cooler and be like, what the fuck did I come in here for? <laughs> yeah. It's literally like when you cross, cross a threshold, a door frame or something like that, yeah. there's a moment that happens. But yeah, or, like, or even the like what I talked about when I would, what motivated me to get into meditation was driving on the freeway yes. and then waking up when the yeah. brakes hit yeah like in front of you really quick and go oh Sometimes my god I, I'm driving. I, I think about that frequently that that when you mentioned that in the episode and i'll do that when i have to take any sort of length of a drive yeah sometimes i'm like oh, it's kind of great that i'm not <laughs> present for the drive but i it is kind of nice yeah i mean it's interesting to kind of uh find some value in mindlessness yeah in in uh you know that's that this can't yeah, this bring it back kind of like older episodes but when i talked about like the idea of, of, of like real deep presence. And I said, what is the, um, what is the value in that? If you're in, if you're in, uh, like a horrific situation, like yes. say you're, you're interned in a, in a prison or, or worse or something like yeah. that. And to say, well, be present, like be like, I am here in this <laughs> prison right now, yeah. instead of being mindless and, and, and wandering and, and remembering good times and things like that oh, as, yeah. as opposed to, to accommodate for the current shitty situation. I guess, no. And, and, and how I might, 
uh, sort of advocate for coming back to mindfulness in that situation, how it could be beneficial is that in that moment, rather than when you think about the good times and you're chained to a wall Mm -hmm. in a dungeon, yes, you are, that's suffering. That's suffering. The suffering comes from remembering you were somewhere else. And then uh, that's a place that you aren't now. And so that's a good Mm -hmm. place. And all it can do is remind you of how this place is not that place. So it hurts us. I don't know. I mean, I think that there, I mean, I I agree, but I'm also wondering if there is a, uh, a value in, well, let me finish. Hold on. Yeah. yeah, 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 So here's the, here's the thing. And maybe you can do a full appraisal then. So, so there's that we add suffering to the situation. That's already terrible by wishing we were somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And, and what we also take away while we're in that daydreaming is the potential for something that's happening in the room that you would have to have a keen eye of participation of, uh, of awareness on an opening that could lead to you getting out of there. Oh, this rat is chewing on my foot. (laughs) (laughs) Your face was so concerned and like you were in it and then you just jumped right. You painted a picture when you said chained to a wall in a dungeon and I cannot imagine being any level of present being of any benefit to you. Right. So something might happen like the rat running in the room. Yeah. You know, you might learn from the repetition of being present, this rat's, um, you may start to get its um, win its favor, yeah, and build a relationship with it while you're because your attention, you, you know sure, what I mean? Sure, sure, sure. You sure. can see its patterns, and yes. you could pay attention to that. You could also see when the guard comes in, yeah, like how close he actually gets to you. Yeah. You're not daydreaming of being somewhere else or wishing it was last week or anything. Yeah. You're there, and you can see this person's ignorance you can mm-hmm. see how you could take advantage of that to mm-hmm. get out of the jail it's the same thing in like the example that i used a bunch is the one going into the job interview the person who prepares for the job interview who goes in there with a rehearsed right, speech right and gets thrown missing. off immediately when someone says something that's contrary to what they scripted there's that absolutely and that's a great example and then the other one is you're not assessing the room. You're in an agenda mode. Yeah. And so there's some subtlety in the room that could work to your favor, mm-hmm. including what they call reading the room. Right, right. And it's a bit more flow than it is having prepared uh, prep beforehand. Yeah. You go in with an agenda and you're missing the scowl on this one person's face who's yeah. there as a part of the assessment of whether or not you should work there or yeah, not. And you're like, what's wrong with your fucking face, Debbie? <laughs> Fix your face. You're not even seeing it and you're not yeah. seeing how to play to that. Right. You know? Right, and so right, this right. is the thing about it. And, and, and also bringing it back to the body, you know, the having mindfulness and having these two things work together is I think there's this beauty of a thing where you're right now trying to have your body look and feel the way that you idealize it. Yes. Right? Yes. 100%. And, yes. Right. Yes. It is purely a vanity project. Right. Well, no, sure. Sure. Yeah. And you might as well. Yeah. Because here's, here's honestly where I'm at at this point, man, is like... <laughs> it's about to drop some heat when you said, man. <laughs> yeah. I know. I've been saying it a lot lately because I've even saying to Lacey. Yeah. I'm just because yeah. it, I feel so lit up about this, but yeah. I'm 45 uh-huh. and I'm going to die. Yes. I'm going to fucking die, and this is the only 45 that I get. Yep. And so if I want to cut my hair mm-hmm. or I want to fucking whatever it is. Yeah. Like, and I, all of my whatever is are within reason. Sure. But I have this punk rock, this early hip hop thing of like, I'm using my time the way I want to. Yes. And, and because I know that it's in limited supply and this is as young as I'm ever going to be. And I think the, the rebellion, the rebellion in that, and oftentimes I'm just imagining when I've seen, you know, an older white lady whose hair turned white long ago and now it's purple Yeah. and you go, ah, what's, uh, what's going on there? Like I've often approached that as I do with most things in life with judgment and thought like, oh, that's, that's really trying to hold on to something or tap into something that you didn't get a chance to when you were younger. And that's ridiculous. Of course, I'm saying my, my interpretation of that, I think what the the rebellion in that is is defying the the voice that i have and and i think would say it would i would venture to guess a lot of people do because mm-hmm. we're so trapped in these like old people are old they don't do anything cool you're done you know don't do anything that stands out just fucking fade away and right, die and right. then suddenly when someone does something like uh, extravagant 
there's there's a there's it's attention brought to you to to you as the <laughs> fogey who right. generally doesn't get attention anymore right. and then, again fade into obscurity and so i think the rebellion in that is defying these kind of preconceived notions we have of what aging is it's like aging yeah. is like no you're you're da- you're on your way out well like, and i, I want to fucking try like i just want to try things yeah get I in just, your will smith baby <laughs> get jump sky skydive off of a thing slap chris rock like yeah. dude, live it up man <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to do anything that crazy, but but when I want to do something, I mean, here's the thing. It, it feels like within this schedule that I have, which I would have to fight to start to be selfish in totally. my life. Right, right, right. And right. And, and I don't. And I, I know most people don't relate to that, yeah. but my life is this constant yes. cycle. And I'm not blaming it. This is what, how I'm choosing to live sure. my life. I yeah. love it. Yeah. It's the natural byproduct of simply meditating mm-hmm. and being open to some ideas. And knocking somebody up twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. That's the byproduct of all this shit when you're a parent. Uh, uh, right. So, so my uh my curiosities they are not major curiosities. They're not totally. fucking Willy Wonka style yes, curiosities. Yes, yes. They're just like no, I want to know what it looks like to shave my head or yeah. you know, th- these kinds of things. And um and it, I feel the urgency of it. And do you feel that there's so, any opposition, uh, internal or otherwise, uh, or there's a concern based on on somebody's again, like the way that I related to it, of a preconceived notion of oh, what that might mean if you do that, or or what that yeah. kind of sets off. I think that my life is the best that it's ever been with the best cast, and I think that the people that are closest to me. Um, have a hand in, or at least a a a voice in curating. They're on the board. They're on the board <laughs> yeah, of directors. Board. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> curating, like, oh, he looks best with this. Yes, or this yes. hair or this sure, beard. Sure. You know, I mean, d- no, no, ma- nowhere was that more present. Was when <laughs> when I grew a mustache. <laughs> the amount of people that exactly. suddenly were on the board of directors, totally, just, just saying that this is a bad decision for your for your image, right, right. was insane. It was insane. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm just so I'm so glad that you and I are. Like it's it really is unique. I, I I think I'm touching into for a minute a part of the uniqueness of our relationship that that um that doesn't normally stand out to me, but it's two old white dudes trying to fucking be cool. <laughs> <laughs> that, but like we're 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 challenging the norm. Yes, yes, out loud. Yeah, and we're doing it in a way mostly that is has a lot of caring. Yes, and sensitivity. Yeah. And that that we're both driven um, to challenge the norms. I think, and, for, and I'll speak for you on this, as I would like to do, <laughs> is there's a desire to express ourselves. Yes. And there's there's a finite way as a human being to express yourself. And one of the greatest, uh, easiest, most accessible ways is through your body. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I covered my body in tattoos. You've covered your body in yeah. tattoos. You do these things. There's like a, what else can I fucking do to this this mold here that, that will show that I care about saying something yeah. or, or expression. It's just like in all the times that I've been in the deepest states of psychedelic fullness mm-hmm. is when I'm like, just fucking <laughs> expressing myself, my using the tools my body has been given yeah. to, to, to express. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah that DMT video of you. <laughs> <laughs> Which by the way, reminds me and I, and it's still wild. And I guess it's not wild that it scares me, but I have, I, I want to, to smoke DMT in your presence as, you know, Ooh, you being my guide uh, yeah. as much as one can guide anyone in that experience. I'll just but, make sure you don't run in traffic. That's the best that's guide yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah, for that's sure, for the, sure. You, well, you know what happened the first time I did it was I held onto the pipe and I smashed the pipe because my hand was flailing. So really, as soon as I'm done smoking, all you need to do is take it away and just let me fucking flail or whatever. But Perfect. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So I think, you know, to, to back to, to what you're saying, I think th- what you and I relate to in that situation is that We've and I was just talking on on the run this morning with a friend of mine and this kind of tribal mentality that we have as human beings that it's yeah. the safest place to be is in the tribe. Make sure that your stripes are the next like the next zebra stripes and you you fit in as much as possible. Yeah, and as long as you don't step out of that group, you're safe and you're you're taken care of and you're provided for. Yeah, and the fear that comes from stepping out of that 
is a fear based on something that's very, very true, which is stay in the tribe. You're safe. Yeah. But the joy and the satisfaction and the, and the fulfillment that comes from stepping out of it is is beautiful. And I, and I encourage all to find ways to just, even if it's just a sidestep out of it a little bit and yeah. see what that feels like. Yeah, it's fucking terrifying. And then you have to contend with, do I give a shit what anybody says? If and you're that's a, been a my lifelong lesson. If you're a listener of this show, then... You're already a rebel, baby. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> you're already, you're obviously being encouraged. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And, you and, you take interest in some level of alternative thought, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you must. You're the you Tibet to the China, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know who I've completely, almost completely forgotten about is Rogan. Oh yeah, and me I don't too. like me too. I don't even consider him as a voice anymore. Not that I, you know, it's like so weird. You're yeah, right. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it just came. It, I mean, I, I was still in there after the whole. Yeah, same. I didn't write him write yeah. him off by any means, but uh, yeah, there's just I, not. I don't know. I don't know what it's been supplanted by or anything. If it has, but just a, just a passing wonder. thought. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I have to wonder if his his guest list, the excuses for not being on the podcast have up, been upped at all, just for sheer wanting to stay out of the potential controversy sure, sure. that yeah, lingers. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for I sure. Think, I feel like his 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 pool seemed to change slightly yeah. after the Well, I mean it comes back to the to the people having boards in their life and there's very much people who who are the act, who are the the performer and right. then you have the people around who saying, "Hey, we don't think this is the best for you." And he doesn't and have so, a board. No, no, right, right. Which he, is something that was always I think really admirable but also shows that if you don't have a council, if you don't have some people at least contributing some thought and it might get you into some hot water, but then it's also like the thing it comes back to Chappelle or Rogan or anything like if you don't get, if you truly don't give a fuck, like, yeah. you know, do you, and I'm sorry that we're going topical with this, but with going, what's what happened with John Mulaney, he did a uh-huh. show and he yeah. had Chappelle open for him. And now there's some supposed controversy of like, how dare you let Chappelle open for you? Do you know that your audience was built by trans people, by gay people, by all these people who really supported Whoa. you and now fuck you because you had Chappelle open for oh you. Oh my God. And that puts that. Mulaney in a position to have to say, I don't, give a fuck. I am friends with this guy. I support him. And it just ultimately comes back to, to the, almost to the Chappelle thing of like, can you really, can you still live your life, do what you want, provide for your family? If you don't get to a certain degree, don't give a fuck with what ripple you have. And I'm sorry, I'm kind of, no, not at all, man. One more thing that ties it back to a little bit more personal. Um, I posted this morning, a post that says, remember there's always drugs. Yeah whatever funny it. pithy little fucking thing you know that yeah. i do i was th- i was also thinking when i saw it i was like of course i think about what this means for you sure momentarily sure i go kind of like <laughs> the board you're the board no, member it's the best thing that's yeah. what i fucking live for in life yeah, man right. i want that feeling yeah I'm like oh <laughs> my god <laughs> i don't know what's my eyes are wide right now uh-huh. and i'm just like you know what's what does this mean happen? yeah right yeah, what's, what's the fallout what's the yeah what's the implications of this yeah i just sat up when yeah. i did that that mock version of it and yeah it was very real it's, yeah you know, and you I, know and i i made it a few days ago or a week ago and i sat on it i would have normally yeah. been like oh this is this is good enough and i sat yeah. on it because i had those same feelings of yeah. like what does this mean and then ultimately this morning i said you know i had that kind of fuck it moment which was just like i'll put it out and then you know immediately oh i'm like okay what what is the fallout what yeah. is the immediacy and you know it's racking up likes you know so then that immediately is just like this is affirming people like this and they sure. And they're, they like it enough to just go boop, boop, double hit and yeah. move on with their fucking And life. you even Don't did a it. thing. You did a caveat. You allowed people who might be uncomfortable with it. You addressed it in the caption. That's what I thought the that good was. Drugs, right, yeah. The good drugs. Yeah. Well, the good drugs. You know, yeah. The good yeah, yeah, drugs. Yeah. yeah. And, and that can mean anything to anybody. That could be their antidepressant. Exactly. Right. Again, it's so, open to like, let right. you, you figure it out. Leave good me out of art this. So that. thank you. Thank you. And I, so I felt like that was a strong enough thing to take. And then, you know, and this just recalls times in the past where I've, where I've had these moments and I've, and I've not dealt with them in a, in a way where I felt like I had any sort of confidence or, or like assuredness around it. And, you know, most people love it, love, love, love. And then one person says my, or I like your work, but um, I thought this is like, pre- this makes me cringe because my, I lost my brother to drugs last year and so i normally that would make a leave a pit in my stomach and i would in the past i've done this i've taken the post down i've written to the person and apologized this time i said what do you how do you feel about this darren like what do you what do you really feel and you know initial surge of like 
fuck you. I'm like, fuck your brother, you know, like a very sure. kind of like overcorrection of like, yeah, yeah, how yeah. dare you stop and say anything about me? And I kind of brought it back to the middle and I shared a little bit of my story. I said, I lost my father last year to liver cancer, which no doubt was brought on by his lifelong alcoholism. Yeah. And then I kind of go into the, to the psychedelic side of it, of me, how I was able in to caption. have in, in, a, in response, the response, in a response. In yeah. Uh-huh. And, 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 you know, so I'm in, in this, I'm able to illustrate drugs are bad. Drugs are good. So yeah. dad died from drinking himself to death. I was able to find peace in my father's death through psychedelics and something I wouldn't, I don't believe I would have been able to get to without and just leave that there. And the person replied kindly. And then someone else came in and and I actually wrote to this person and thanked them personally. She said, um, and this is something I've needed to hear for a long time and need to still believe is like other people aren't responsible for your triggers. Like, you know, that I have to suddenly be, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I triggered you. So what if your, what if your brother drowns in the ocean? mm -hmm. Okay. Do we go, we got to stay away from the ocean. Yes, enough of the you Beach know? Boys, bro. Yeah. You're playing the Beach yeah, Boys I'm sorry. too much. My, yeah. my, my dad died with the ocean. I can't look at the ocean anymore. Yeah. Right, right. Like yeah. the drugs, they take a person to grab them. This is another disconnect between mind and body. They take a person's choice mm-hmm. to be able to put them in them. I'm a fucking former drug addict. Yeah. And a, a clinician in addiction and mental health, or I was. This is my background, and I'm saying we can't blame the drugs. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, and and we have to live in a world where drugs is also a word; it's a concept. Yeah, within that concept is caffeine, is nicotine, mm-hmm. is Advil. Yeah, because it's what you think that it implies. Right, of course, you came in and you made it the thing that up. This is the thing that you're upsets telling you. the artist about the art, yeah, and she goes, "Well, maybe you should put this explanation into into the ca- into the caption." And I'm like, "Now you're telling me how to do my job." Yeah, no, like, no, 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 <laughs> yeah. No. So, like you said, that and I, I would I would never say it, but that's good art right there. That yeah. it just caught, ripped up this whole thing. That it know. all shows up as controversy. Yeah, like the best art shows up as controversy. You know, um, like like. Um, Andy Warhol. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. or Andy, um, fucking Kaufman. Kaufman. I was yeah. about to say Andy Milanakis. <laughs> oh, and Andy Milanakis. So great. Yeah. Fuck, that guy was a thing. <laughs> yes. What a trip. Yeah. Andy Kaufman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know. And so, you know, it's like, for me, it's, it's, it's this ever evolving, uh, kind of place of, of fuck it and, and not thinking, oh God, I put up the one wrong thing. Now I've suddenly lost a sale from this particular person. Cause you know, when, when it's running through your livelihood, you connect safety or I connect safety and security to it. I connect that to numbers. I connect that, connect that to dollar signs. Yeah. And, and then, you know, it's like the whole fucking house of cards could fall down. Yeah. And I'm suddenly not saying the shit that I want to say that I think is funny and irreverent and all these things, because I'm afraid that I'm not gonna be able to pay the rent. It's just like, whoa, that shit should not be connected. All and it of is, this it is. topic but, about appropriation you know, mm-hmm. it's a fine topic. Yeah. All right. But we all appropriate people's art. Yeah. When the music that you like, you form a bond with it. What gets absorbed into that bond is our story mm-hmm. of what's rights and wrongs. Right. Right. And we think this person and this musician is writing stuff for someone like me. Yes. And so when the artist acts in any way different uh, uh-huh, to uh-huh. that. It's almost like their heart's been broken. Right. Wow. When this has all been fucking imaginary. Yeah, yeah. And the artist yeah. is doing its job by uh, even asking the question. That's incredible. Wow. Yeah, Nice. nicely done. <laughs> I don't know where it comes from. Yeah, I don't know. Never but, had that thought. And, and yeah, no, that's beautiful. And um, and so, yeah, it's just, you know, one of those, one of those days that uh, I can either stand strong and, and confident in what I do, or, you know, I can choose to kind of like, and, you know, and then ultimately blame it on other people for, for taking away my happiness or something like yeah. that. And so kind of propelling into the day, uh, as, as a confident, assured person is like a nice kind of, you know, just sort of way to, to set off course. Totally. Yeah. I yeah. think you're using also to bring it back to your body and, and, you know, bring it back to my body <laughs> anytime, <laughs> uh, is I, all the different stages. I mean, I was showing you that picture of me when I was 230 pounds. Yeah. And I was 30, let's see, whatever. I was probably 33 or mm-hmm. 32. And I've had that body. Um, I've had, you know, the... Chris Chris Robinson, Black Crow's <laughs> totally. body. Totally. I mean, yeah. even worse. You yeah. know, like the kids saw me 
a photo of me in 2016 yesterday and they freaked out. They were like, that is way too skinny. They didn't even realize it at the time because it's like, we're just being with our dad. Right. But now looking back, right. it's like, wow. oh my yeah, God. Yeah. True. What yeah. were you doing? And yeah. I was like, I got this, I, I got this Jamie looking at me right here at this <laughs> one straight across. The one with the sort of like, do you know, uh, Wayne coin from the flaming lips? Oh yeah, totally. Kind yep. of a Wayne coin. Yep fuzzy afro yep. gray yeah you have you have tried on all the avatars that are available as a human <laughs> <laughs> you know that particular picture then this is picture of Lacey and i that her brother Devin, who uh is a misty sinny it's and a beautiful I, I photo take, i take that Devin is a misty sinny as like a huge like compliment right because if we can win over somebody that is artistic in the way that he is and really driven and really like he's a he's a professional and and a really good artist i'm like that's a that we have something good here because he's my basically like my brother-in-law and he's listening in his free time so what up to devin what up dev but dev took that photo of us and um at that time we, we we went to we were visiting catalina and it's like early romance on catalina yeah catalina well her family's taught me something really important which is like how to have like turn your vacation into something really stupid. Mm. They even use that, that jargon. They say like dumb, like we were going on the dumb vacation. The, the dumb vacation is Catalina where there ain't shit to do. Where all you're forced to relax. Yeah. You just fucking veg yeah. and just chill and watch movies or take, take a walk if you want, but do nothing. Yeah. And yeah. I, everybody needs vacations from their vacations sure. is the, is the thing, you know, all the fucking planning around it. So they know how to do it, but I showed up, and I'd just gotten, like I said, she'd been there a couple of days. I just got off the boat. We're walking through town and these Tibetans are doing a sand mandala and they're from like my, uh, my teacher's teacher's area. Yeah. It's like, um, like they're all in the same Mormon church or something, you know, right, right, <laughs> they're right. all are they're Mormon church. I don't know why I threw the Mormon thing in there. <laughs> Shout out to Mormons. Yep. Shout out LDS, to recovering baby. Mormons. <laughs> Um, and all the like, um, but anyway, so they're there, they just happen to be there finishing up this, this <laughs> Sam mandala and, and we, they just kind of like, it was like hanging out with all my brothers or something. Mm-hmm. It was such a sweet thing. And there's this picture of us all smiling together. And then we did this procession out and they, what they do with the Sam mandala is they do these intricate sand paintings. Have you seen these? I mean, ba- excuse me, maybe, but um, I think that's the first time I've ever yawned Ooh, on the show. But that's not that, what the thing was right. that I said. A few people done. have guessed. Um, uh, I probably have seen it, but not known that it was done by the Tibetans. Oh yeah, no, it's insane, intricate, um, different colored sands, and they're like scraping um, uh, the the sand. Um, they have like some instrument that kind of um, that has a straw that goes down to the mandala and so the sand uh, the colored sand that they're scraping at the top falls from the straw directly into oh, wow. like like a pen like yeah. making it like a pen is that because Tibetans have nothing to do <laughs> and they create like uh, seriously I mean I, I certainly envy the monastic uh, lifestyle when I see how fucking immaculate the temples are because you're like yeah nothing to do might as well fucking scrub the floor for the eighth time today yeah, like, yeah. and here I am sitting on my couch on Instagram like in my 30 floors Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> so no, well the beautiful thing about the salmon doll impermanence is that, yeah yeah is that after three like it takes them three days to set up the thing and yeah. a team of people are doing it and it's so beautiful and so elaborate and like a thing that you would want to just hold and on preserve to yeah right right and right and then at the end they just they just brush it away with this, a broom uh, yeah and they collect the sand and then take it to the nearest body of water uh-huh. um so that's that's actually what just happened that day in that nice, photo. beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. That's God damn I, my extra smile. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's a beautiful photo. It always it always strikes me. I'm um, going this weekend on Saturday. Um, I'm going to stay with my dad. At, no shit at Ritz Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm getting a neck brace. Putting on the Ritz. <laughs> I'm gonna get my own neck brace and show up and be like party. <laughs> no, my my mom's going out of town. So it's just going to be him and I. Yeah. I'm bringing the podcast equipment. Oh, sick. And he's open to recording. Yeah. And I said, yeah, look, we'll just record stuff. Yeah, we'll just rap a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Hey, yeah. You know? And I said, and if, it, if it's a thing yeah. and we feel like sharing it with people, then we will. Yeah. You know, yeah, beautiful. But let's just do it. 
And we're also watching The Godfather, which he has requested for the last year. Have you seen it? I've never seen it. Yeah, I've never seen it either. One, two, or three. Yeah. You know, I think those years I was doing heroin. Sure. You know, (laughs) not much of an interest in in long epic uh, <laughs> you had your own long things left, that remind me of my father saga, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but we're gonna do uh that and um this last weekend Lacey from a year ago bought us like tickets to go see krishna das mm-hmm. krishna das is, a, is one of ram das's cronies yeah who's the music side of things and do you this? know what i've always thought about krishna das what <laughs> I've always thought he, he looked like he really stinks like cigarettes, <laughs> like Seneca cigarettes. <laughs> Do you, can you understand that at all uh, when you yes. look at him? Turn. <laughs> Everybody's Googling right now. <laughs> and they're all going to see him wearing a red flannel. Yeah, hair pulled back. Like grandpa's flannel smells like cigarettes. Yeah, right. It looks like his mustache might have tobacco like... <laughs> stains on it no i don't think that he can do anything impure anymore because his voice he's still he's like no i know i know i'm kind of almost just like referencing an older (laughs) before he became when he was christopher donis not krishna das white white dudes with indian names really drive me nuts i'm sorry and i'll be eating my words when i eventually retire to an ashram and become whatever darren das or whatever the fuck it's gonna be dom dom ross <laughs> darren das <laughs> it could have done way better than that uh, yeah uh, sorry so you saw him and he performs a kirtan right yeah he yeah. performs a kirtan and i didn't know where the venue was now to put this in the context so we're kind of like you know from the last episode i went on friday night uh, to Ragu's house to watch game one of the Western <laughs> yeah. Conference Finals yeah. between the Golden State Warriors uh, and uh, the Dallas Mavericks. And, um, and do you, you didn't reply to my text because I know you were busy, but do you show what I wrote when you sent me that? It's like, that was the most confusing collection of nouns I've ever heard. Or like a Mad Lib, like uh, uh, went to Western Ragu's Conference. house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's the it was, you know, we had gone there for Kirtan there earlier in the week. And then by Friday... It was their first um, time having people over, even since yeah. the pandemic. He's been really careful. and Ragu's a, 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 a Golden State fan. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And interestingly enough, he likes them because of their ethics. Uh-huh. He's not a Golden State person. He's yeah. not a California born. He likes them because of the way that they um, they handle uh, controversy and big topics. Like he likes their minds, mm-hmm. and so he became a fan of theirs, like yeah. a transplant fan. But we're over there. I'm I'm in Ragu's bathroom. I'm I realize I'm peeing at Ragu's. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like this is just I've been on the guy who I've, I've been at people's to. houses on drugs before, and the, bath, <laughs> the bathroom is where you, you have the revelation of whatever you're like. <laughs> what the? Where am I right, right now? Like, totally. Yeah, yeah. And, and he and would has, he give you a towel that you didn't know what to use for? <laughs> <laughs> right, has like a hole cut in it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah it's just one of those things just it's so funny and so specific to my preferences sure that, that, yeah and, and it's just all been orchestrated and is just happening yeah and well, thanks to meditation <laughs> <laughs> and uh so yeah so we have a lovely time and the next night is uh, is krishna das uh-huh. and it's uh, this is unrelated and totally related sure like Lacey bought the tickets a year ago not knowing that we would be peeing at reggae yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go Warriors. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who won the game, by the way? Um, so the game... Oh, man. So the game was... They were being killed, most of it. Uh-huh. All the way through the halftime and into the third quarter. And Ragu is written off the game. And I'm just not that guy. Yeah. I'm just not that guy. I'm, And I'm kind of like finding that I could really be myself around him. Yeah. And so I'm challenging that. And I'm just like barely a guest in his house and barely in his life. But like, I'm like, uh, there's plenty of time, you know, anything Uh, uh, could happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, these are the things that all the like love server members based in. Right. It's just like not, you know, judging by appearances or whatever. We probably had so much money on the game though. (laughs) 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 Fuck you, Jamie. (laughs) And, uh, he's, you know, counting it out and, and, we're all saying it. We almost have a chant going of all the other people at this dinner party of going like anything can happen. Yeah. And of course, 
they come back and they win the game. Oh, no shit. And we all watch it and we're all sitting on the couch together and it's this joyous thing and fully like the victory of optimism. Yeah. Of just keeping an open mind around this, you know? And it was a good time. So the next night is Krishnadas. You know, like I said, she bought these tickets a year ago before we knew about this. So, by the way, Lottie, who's in Utah, and to Michaela, and they're both mentees of mine. I've been working with Lottie for um, a year, uh-huh. you know, and I'd never met her. Yeah. You know, it's all been through through Zoom. And yeah. so she, we had two extra tickets because I bought us better tickets. Oh, I bought nice. us closer she upgraded, tickets. yeah. Yeah, just because... want to smell the Senecas coming <laughs> off Krishna. <laughs> <laughs> well, just with everything going on, I'm like, no, we're not the people in the back yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm, I, I, there were some tickets, and so I bought some tickets, and they were like third row. And, nice. and then we had these two extra tickets, so I know that Lottie's way into Ram Dass. Yeah. And, uh, and so I said, hey... It's probably not ideal, but I do have these two tickets. I don't know if you're into Christian Doss, but if you want to come, they're yours. Amazing. And they drove out. Her wow. and Michaela drove wow. out. Never in a million years would I do that. <laughs> well, don't you remember? Nobody. You nobody were like that in your 20s? Me. Nah, I'm not. No. Oh. <laughs> drove out to Weezer once, which was a road trip, but oh, you know, wow. those days are long gone. Yeah. See, yeah. is just starting to listen to Weezer. Um, but you, um, you know, so, just to, to tie that all together, you get to sit down at a Krishna Doss show. You do, you know, we are show for now. standing up, right? Yeah, no, yeah. no, at the Krishna Das show, yeah, you're talking relax like, and shit. No, it's yeah. like ecstatic dance. Everybody oh, gets on really? their feet and like oh. running through the aisles, kind of thing. Right, right, and, right. And I'd seen it like that before. I didn't know if it was going to happen. Have you at been this to place. Kirtan? In I some, had not. No, in no. ever. I mean, besides Ragu's last weekend at his yeah. house. No, yeah. I hadn't really. No, I don't think I yeah. participated in Kirtan. Um, so th- that do was you, my first. Do you did you participate? Oh yeah, I was losing my mind. Oh really? Because I'm all like. There's there's very little me in between something beautiful happening in the world and the thing that's in me. That's oh, really no, I me. saw the picture of you at the at the, <laughs> the Ragu's house where you're like fucking orgasming in your pants. <laughs> but I think well, that's, I'm in kirt, kirtan. You mean? Yeah, kirtan. yeah I was chanting. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody took a uh, yeah that shot where I'm like in the middle of doing. Yeah, you're in the mid chant. Um, but I think that that's. Again, you know, my mind works in the way that sees uh, my brother looking through the lens of a kirtan and being like, these fucking weirdos sitting around singing and and basically, you know, nullifying the entire, what the entire experience is supposed to be, which is losing yourself in the chance and really becoming free of yourself and joining the kind of collective whole vibe. And so I just, I, 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 I've struggled in the past when I've attended Kirtans and also because I just didn't want to be there. So I'm already bringing that energy in, but I could see how you kind of do need to, to surrender yourself at the door and show up as like, as nobody and, and let it flow through you well no okay so there's two (laughs) (laughs) finally (laughs) so there's two schools of thought i think around what you can who you would bring to kirtan the you that you bring yeah and listen i really think that it's important for whoever is leading the kirtan just like a musician for me i was having this talk with tiger yesterday about music like i was listening to james blake's new record <laughs> his last record friends will break your heart and and it i believe him and i feel like that's important in art sure and with any musician singer like i believe that when they're singing that they've been to that place right right that they're singing about like yeah. i need to feel that like cardi b and wet ass pussy yeah exactly. <laughs> he's been there <laughs> yes man that was so good um, so with Krishna Das, like yeah. with any Kirtan, um, if you're not moved by the person, if you don't believe them, sure, then I don't, I don't know if you're going to be able to get lost in the thing that right. you're talking about wanting to authentically experience. Yeah. But if you believe that if there, and there's a resonance. And when I say that word, I just mean like when Krishna Das sings, not only, I hear his suffering. Right. I hear what it's taken to make his voice that, um, yeah, you know, which that is, which drunk is, I know I, I made love. a jo- joke about it and, and yeah. I only, I don't, I have very limited experience with him, but I do feel like I, I understand and I made it, you know, I turned it into a whole persona of like previous alcoholic who probably smoked a lot and all this thing. But 
I feel the same way when I've heard him. I'm like, oh, wow. And especially the fact that the testament to his longevity and that, yes. like, it was even when I first heard of him, I'm like, wait, this old white guy is the yeah. thing that brings all these people together? And so, yeah, I think Dude, he I was Ragu, picking up on all that stuff. They both have, like, they're fit older men. Yeah. Like, being around Ragu, it's sort of like, he he has a youngness to yeah. him. He's 76, and he's fucking, like... He's got all his hair. He's yeah. stylish and he's got a like, and Krishna Das is a well person. Sure. You know, just you look at him and you go, I get what's sustaining you. Right. You're, you're right. putting very little in between, you know, uh, you're putting very little in your body that doesn't support the thing that I'm hearing in this music. Right, you know? right, right. And so um, anyway, so, we're, so we show up and we're, we're there and I, we're headed towards our seat and I'm in the aisle and I feel this hit on my hand you know and i looked down and it's ragu i didn't know i didn't know he was going to come he said that he might not come in a warrior's jersey (laughs) steph curry (laughs) and it's his first time out you know since the pandemic yeah Yeah. and so it's a big deal for him to be there but like it was sweet because i'd walked by him and i hadn't acknowledged him it felt like like a hey where are you going you know you know yes and and it felt really just like such a welcoming, like an ongoing welcoming. Yeah, from yeah. What's up, the bro? be here now, people. Yeah, sorry, I got seats up front. And I'll see you later, Ragu. <laughs> well, just from listening to, to listening to Ramdas's lectures yes, over the course. years, and I now get it's just, it, man. I get it. Absolutely. And now it's, these, this is the cast. You're and, in the crew, yeah. And and so we we of course we lose our mind at Kirtan. It's beautiful. Lottie's there with her friend. Yeah. with Michaela. I didn't tell you, but when we walked up to the theater, and this is the big, this is really the biggest thing, but. We're driving up and I go, I can't believe this is not where it is, is it? It's where Vic's memorial was. Wow. I wish I could ha- have more surprise, but you put it in. It was on Instagram. So, uh, punchline got spoiled. Hold on. Real. What? You <laughs> no, know, that's, yeah, but I, I mean, you know, I it hadn't been there. It doesn't since. surprise me. No, no it doesn't, me. but it does. Yes, it, it says something. And I hope that it's not surprising people who listen, not just in that happens to Jamie. It happens too much that you take the specialness out of it. Stop having so many synchronicities. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So that happens and, and yeah. it's just as beautiful. Beautiful thing, and I, I I go see my dad yesterday, and I tell him about Krishnadas, and uh, my dad's uh, really looking forward to having me this weekend. Yes, you so know? you're staying I, Friday staying and Saturday? Overnight. No, just, oh, just Saturday. Night. Yeah, I'm going to stay and Saturday. So you get in. What time do you get in? Um, I'm going to probably get there in the early afternoon. Yeah, and what do you get right into? Um, Hanging. I think, uh, yeah, and that you looks know, like sitting if, on the sitting in the living room. Does are you facing each other? Are you guys facing a TV that's kind of breaking up the. They have a really know. nice long sort of ranch style house. Yeah, and and they have two tiny pugs. Uh huh. Um, whose names are <laughs> Truman and uh, and Harper. Nice, Jeez, <laughs> very esteemed dog names. <laughs> uh, my dad also. It was noticed by Lacey when she went to the bathroom at Raccoons that he has this, this, uh, this, the same art that my dad has in this bathroom. I would, I would notice every fucking, I want to be brought to all these places and let me run my Sherlock Holmes mind on picking apart people based on what they have in their homes. Oh yeah. Oh, that's fun. It is fun. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. a fun idea for and a steal show. and steal one thing from, yeah. from each home. So that's really, I mean, that's the report. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, uh, I love that you are doing these things and that they are lining up synchronistically as a way of of serving your the rem- ultimate reminder that this is a magical life totally and you get it, it once and you're only getting older and yeah. you will die and i i feel a a strong friendship and connection with myself wherever i go i feel like i'm in companionship and awesome. connection wonderful you know and so it makes one of us <laughs> <laughs> so this life um you know as busy as it is and as much um Rest is probably one could prescribe to this level of activity. Um, it feels like I'm just swimming in a big ocean of yeah, God. Man. Yeah, beautiful. You know, beautiful. it really feels that way everywhere I go. And 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 I, it really is the feeling I've been looking for my whole life. And I got here through non-specific spiritual means. Yes, yes. Very non-specific, very non-encroaching, very, you know, but challenging, but all in the best way. 
you know. Well, it's um, good that you're not a bitter old man who, um, <laughs> you know, just that that kind of mentality of the whole world beat you down along the way, and why yeah. would you feel any sort of reward at the end of this? Or, yeah, um, not that you're. I'm talking about you, like you're you're 76 years old. But I'm sorry, I'm trying to find. So this is funny because uh, Lacey, when I think it was maybe even before I moved in, or right when I moved in, but gave me a book. It's called The Process of Intuition, and it's like yes. it's really really thin. Woman and, who lived here in Ohio wrote that. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty heady stuff. But it is. But heady. I the the other day I had the whole day to myself, and I I smoked like just the right amount of weed mm. where I was like this feels like I'm tripping right now or that I'm about to go, like I'm in that process of like, it's about to get real. Yeah. And so I kind of did what I normally do at the house when I'm tripping is just put on the right music and, and kind of, you know, take off some clothes and just kind of be comfortable. And I found myself in my room and I have that book in my nightstand and it kind of just sits there all the time. And I picked it out and I started reading it. And I was like, I was surprised at the level of comprehension that I was pulling out of it. Wow. Um, and there was, a, there was a line in particular. I also, it's so funny. It's look with this picture that it's next to, you know who that is? <laughs> no. Emily Blunt. Oh, it is? Uh, huh. I'm going through photos of people who are also 39 years old. <laughs> oh, Lil, Lil Wayne, Wayne, Emily Blunt, John Mulaney, John Mulaney. Uh, Aziz Ansari, uh-huh. a dude named Westside Gunn, who's like this hardcore ass rapper. But uh-huh. anyways, so, uh, this is about kind of transitional periods in people's lives and how if you're, it's, it made a kind of an analogy to a vessel. And if the vessel is broken, you would likely seek out a new vessel. And just yeah. this one line in, in regards to the vessel, it said that, uh, that you may in the meantime, get a bit thirsty is conceivable and must be expected but nature provides for her pupils during periods of transition Mm. and i just thought that kind of idea of like this where we feel oh fuck i don't know what i'm doing with my life or or that you know you're flailing or you don't have something to hold on to that this idea of nature and that obviously be interpreted in any way you want replace it with god if you want but that there's a there's some level of being provided for like yeah baby figure out figure out what you need to do in the meantime i got you you know i'm holding you in the vessel of whatever in the universe i think i'm witnessing the birth of darren doss (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, that's, I'm not reading anymore. That's, I'm, I'm done. I'm putting the books back in the nightstand. Fuck that shit, Darren got, Doss. Yeah, yeah you got to please our listenership and remain the cynic, buddy, because oh Darren Doss. Oh, my God, Darren Doss. That's so fucking funny. That's great. Well, it was an awesome hang, man. Yeah. Good to see you. You too, man. Love I love you. you. Love you too.